Hello, heroes, and welcome to another exciting episode of One Shot. I'm James D'Amato, your Game Master. This week we're featuring 90s throwback, Damn the Man, Save the Music. Damn the Man has the oddball charm of 90s comedies you love like Empire Records and High Fidelity. Designer Hannah Schaefer, who you might know from 14 Days and Questlandia took inspiration from these films and partnered them with very simple mechanics. Damn the Man flows simply and easily and tells those quirky, ridiculous stories that you'd expect with the name on the tin. If you want to relive some of the Gen X comedies from your childhood or make those comedies better with your own directorial hand, you can check out Damn the Man Save the Music on Kickstarter now. It's already funded well into stretch goals, and it is waiting to be discovered. Just a quick note, this particular game was recorded as part of a stream for Roll for Change, a collective of podcasters and artists who are sick of the political climate in the U.S. We're doing what we can to support vulnerable members of our audience in this crazy time. And our first project was a charity stream to support the Trevor Project, a wonderful charity that provides a suicide hotline for trans youth. Over the next four years, we're going to be shining a light on a lot of charities waiting to be discovered. Speaking of things that are waiting to be discovered, we have a lot of great content coming up this week on the one-shot Twitch stream. Starting with Warda, this Tuesday at 7.30 p.m. If you haven't listened to or watched Warda yet, it combines the society and style of Downton Abbey with the intrigue and betrayal of Game of Thrones. You can find the whole backlog for Warda on our YouTube page. Then coming up on Wednesday at 8 p.m. Central Time, we'll have the one-shot board game stream where we'll be playing King of Tokyo. A huge thank you to all of our new backers who've joined up during the one-shot Patreon drive. Last week, we challenged you to get us to 1,100 backers. And although we hung there for a very short period, we didn't manage to get to the 1,100 line and stay there by Friday. So while we released Honey Heist, our newest part of the Secret Archive, a game run by myself for Drew Merzieski and Patreon backer Ariel, we didn't manage to get enough backers to release it to our $2 backers. However, we did get close. So I am going to extend the challenge. If we can hit 1,100 backers by this Friday, I will open Honey Heist up to even our $2 backers. If you've been looking to join the OneShot Patreon and can't afford the $60 a year at the $5 level, you can always join at the $2 level, and I'll try to slide you pieces of the Secret Archive when I can. No matter what, backing at the $2 level gets you an on-air thank you. Speaking of which, it's time to start those up. Alec Fulgaris, thank Eric, you. Eric. Yeah, that's what I said. You said Alec accidentally. Alec. <laughs> Eric Vulgaris, thank you. Eric does really cool streams of games. He does do streams of games. What's the name of cool. the program? Do you know? Um, not off the top of my head, but he goes by Eric Vulgaris on Twitter. And yeah, you can find you him. can follow find him very easily. He does really cool streams of games. Stephen Campbell, thank you. Jake Graham, thank you. I, here's the thing: I know Quinn Wilson's name. I don't know how I would pronounce aloud his Twitter name. Monkeepy is what I do. Okay, which is a very cute name. So that's very on Quinn's brand. Quinn runs the Swallows of the South podcast. <laughs> if you like Exalted, uh, Quinn ran the Exalted game on our show, and he, he also does the Swallows of the South podcast. He's he's just great. Quinn so, Wilson is wonderful. So follow Quinn. Uh, ZK, thank you. Savannah Z, thank you. 
Thanks again to all of our Patreon backers. We're just over $330 away from our goal for the first ever one-shot Patreon drive. And we're just a month into a campaign that was supposed to last until August. Thank you all so much for your incredible support. And with all that out of the way, let's get to the show. Hello, heroes! (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to the Roll for Change charity stream in benefit of the Trevor Project. First, I think I should explain Roll for Change. After a recent political event, a lot of podcasters in the gaming community got together because we felt that we had audiences out there uh, and some influence and that we hadn't contributed enough. So Roll for Change is a collective of podcasters who are working to help people who were made more vulnerable uh, by the general election. So we're doing a stream benefiting the Trevor Project, uh, which is a wonderful charity that provides a suicide hotline for trans youth. Um, you can follow the link that will be in our chat to the Trevor Project to make any donations that you would like. Throughout the course of the day, we're going to have several streamers from the Roll for Change crew doing games uh, and other such streams to raise awareness for the Trevor Project and, you know, help you guys in the audience have fun. So before I get started, I want to bring the chat up on the big screen. So I am going to have my good guests introduce themselves. <laughs> Really quick uh, to cover for my stupidity. Do 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 do. Do you want to go first? Sam? Yes. Hi. What's up, nerds? Uh, happy Pride to everyone. Uh, my name is Allie Barthel. You may know me from lots of other of these things. Fun facts for you to know: I'm a writer for Cards Against Humanity and a teacher and performer with the Second City. And you can follow me on Twitter at wtflanksteak. Uh, hi, I'm Pranks Paul. You probably know me from numerous other one-shot stream things, too. I tend to play Destiny publicly with James a lot. And my show called Adventure launched last month? Maybe two months ago? I don't remember. <laughs> Some time ago on the One-Shot Network, uh, Adventure is a weekly podcast where... Not weekly. It's bi-monthly. Already screwing this up. Uh, <laughs> it's a podcast where we do fan fiction. So uh, we just well, bi-monthly have... can also mean every other month. Oh so my god! It happens every month. two weeks. Bi-weekly. It happens every two weeks, it's unless bi-weekly. It, yes, unless Pat screws it up and uploads it early. It's every two weeks. Yeah, and we recently did Pokemon, and you can find James and I almost said James, Jesse, and Meowth, James, Cat, and Johnny as Team Rocket. Uh, on Pokemon, uh, and we'll be doing Harry Potter, which will be up in two weeks, so that'll be fun. I guess you can find me on Twitter at RogueTLDR, and also um, you can find me at Never Tell Me the Pods, which is another show that I co-host with James, where we talk about the Stars War. Oh, and I'd also like to plug, uh, I'm a recapper for Vulture, and currently recapping The Bachelorette, and this season is bonk- already bonkers, and will continue to be bonkers. So please go out and read those. It is really bonkers. I, I would love to talk to you about that after the stream because it's nuts. Oh, man. It's a, if you don't watch The Bachelorette, this is probably the best season to start watching. And like very rarely would I be like, mm, go back to the beginning and watch. But go back to the beginning and watch. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so now that I have managed to get the chat working, uh, we'll be able to keep in touch with the chat throughout the thing. We're not going to be writing. We're not going to be writing to you, but we, we, we can talk to you. For those who don't know me, because I did not introduce myself, I'm James D'Amato. I am host of the One Shot Podcast. Uh, I'm a member for Roll for Change. Like I said, this is to benefit the Trevor Project. And you can see uh, Let's Play T.E.W. in the chat. 
is posting links to fundraise for the Trevor Project throughout the stream. If you have any question about that charity or, or their works, uh, please follow that link um, and read up on them. Or, you know, if you know them already, now is the best time to donate. Um, with that out of the way, uh, we're going to be previewing a game that is not yet published for you guys tonight. Uh, I'm really excited about this one. Uh, this is a game called Damn the Man, Save the Music, uh, designed by Hannah Schaefer, one of my all-time favorite designers. Hannah, uh, has a really unique perspective. She's put out great games like Questlandia and, uh, with her partner Evan, Noirlandia. Ooh, those um, are great games. <laughs> really, really good stuff. Uh, and this one is sort of the Empire Records role-playing game. Uh, for those of you who were not, like, teens in the 90s. Uh, yes. Not em- even teens. Like, pre-teens. Yeah. I was a pre-teen in the 90s, and it was, like, a touchstone for several of my white friends. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, fair. Brutally fair. Um, Empire Records, uh, was like sort of like an indie te- 90s team comedy, uh, where some slackers worked at an indie record store. Very white. Um, I will say that, uh, like it's also, uh, Damn like Corin Horn White. Yes, Corin Horn White. A uh, ver- and like a very iconic Liv Tyler performance. Mm-hmm. In yeah. like one of, remember like those fuzzy, it was like faux Angora fuzzy blue baby dress with like boots, <laughs> chokers. Like it was the most, like truly. Quite 90. Sounds formative. And, yeah. <laughs> and Damn the Man is also drawing on the same well uh, from uh, High Fidelity, uh, which is if you're a Cusack fan, man is that like kind of fun if you turn your brain off and don't think about all the skeevy things that were going Whew. on there now. Like, uh, yeah. oh boy, just let <laughs> hey, when people break up with you, just let it go, maybe. <laughs> don't go visit them afterwards. Maybe let it go forever. Um, but we are going to uh, play the game and one of the uh, pieces of advice that uh, the designer Hannah put in the book is to do better. Uh, we are going to be playing with all the fun parts of uh, those indie 90s slacker record movies, uh, and we're going to be stripping out some of the negative bits uh, to uh, just have fun. Just uh, have fun, guys. We are going to get started, and the first thing we need is the deck of playing cards that I left on the table oh, over no. there. Oh, do you want us to vamp again? <laughs> Please do. I, I will say my boyfriend works at a record store, and at least twice a month, Someone is asking him, oh, is it like Empire Records? Like, that must be a- really fun for him. It's he must big- love that. And he, like, hates – so now he hates that movie. And it's, like, a perfectly fine, like, 90s Gen X kind of – Mostly inoffensive. Mostly inoffensive movie yeah. that he, like, can no longer stand. I um I moved to Wicker Park, uh, I guess, four years ago for the first time. And we moved about a block from where High Fidelity was shot – you know, the, yeah, where the record yeah, yeah. store was. And all anyone else would ask me was, like, oh, are you from the High Fidelity thing? And I normally <laughs> just want to say, like, no and shoot them down to end yeah. the conversation. But I'd be like, yes. And they're like, what happened to it? And I explain. And they're like, is it still there? And I'm like, no. And I'm like, can we move on? Yeah, let's just move on. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it would be great if we could just move on. Um, <laughs> thankfully, I have my deck of cards here. So, we're already at $100. Hundo P! Hey, guys, uh, I am glad that vamping and plugging <laughs> has motivated you to help uh, some of the more vulnerable members of our society uh, that have been put out. Uh, we really, really appreciate that. Um Especially because I'm trying to provide entertainment for people, 
and it's my job and I'm failing at it. Um, so the way we start this game is establishing the record store and what is in trouble about it. Uh, because record stores in these movies and in life in general are never just like fine. Uh, record stores are always on the edge of collapse. <laughs> uh, and this uh, game starts off with actually something that you read aloud to everybody at the table. Welcome to Revolution Records, the kind of place that's been on the verge of closing since opening day. Located down that little side street in the part of town your mom doesn't want you to visit. We all know CD Emporium's been sniffing around, looking to turn this place into a corporate boy band vending machine. If we don't settle up with the landlord this month, we're out, and Emporium is in. We've got one chance to keep the music playing. At 11 a.m. tomorrow, the big shot will walk through these doors, and half of the town will be here to get their shitty signatures on their shitty records. If we can sell every one of them a CD, that's enough to float us for another year. So the question is, can we make it through just one day without it being a huge fucking disaster? Uh, and I think the answer to that is going to be an emphatic no, because uh, this works off of the engine of Questlandia. Questlandia, if you're not familiar, is a game uh, where you play characters in a world that is on the brink of collapse. Uh, you so our of, world. Yeah, you hop in <laughs> just before the apocalypse. Uh, so it is like your everyday life. Um, and we establish what that problem is by drawing cards. And we'll be doing that by drawing cards here. The highest card uh, is going to be a trouble that will be set at three. Uh, so the first card we have here is a spade. Um, ten of spades. Uh, that is trouble with the boss. Okay. Um, we've got uh, three, which is uh, employee morale. Uh, so it's right now losing to the boss. Mm -hmm. um, ooh, boy. Uh, looks like there's an, a, another trouble with the boss. But this is minor? Yes. And finally, uh, we more have morale. more morale. So <laughs> I think the boss, less morale. the boss doesn't like that our morale so high. That's what I'm seeing. <laughs> Oh, actually, I only need to draw the first one. So okay. uh, it looks like uh, the boss is going to be the big trouble, okay. and that is our trouble at three. Um, every other trouble, uh, which is hearts for morale, uh, diamonds for money, and clubs for community, is set at one. Oh, that I, means, I see what they did there. Clubs, community. Mm, mm. That means it is a problem, but it's the sort of problem that's so minor you don't really notice it. It starts bubbling up at two, and by three, it becomes a huge problem that is threatening the store. Uh, since we're ideally supposed to be playing with three players today, uh, once we hit one of these troubles at five, the record store can never recover. Okay. Um, but right now we have a problem with our boss. So now it is time to decide what do we think our problem is with the boss? Um, um are there options or is it like, we yeah, do we just, so they, they have suggestions with okay. things like mm -hmm. new management, had to take a second job, going through a very public breakup. Sure. However, if you guys have ideas, I got one. Oh, she's my sister. Okay. I was going to say, like, it is a, a micromanaging boss and has implemented, like, a new rule system. So they're, like, constantly watching us. Okay. Um, so, sister, I want to dig down on this. Uh, this family connection, is it like the family owns the store and the sister got the job and not you? 
So I'm thinking that this is part of the family's franchise. Mm-hmm. And uh, my younger sister ended up being passed over as manager. And so all of the childhood frustrations and bubble up, she's taking out on the whole staff. Okay. Okay. So, but she is the boss. She, she is, is the boss. Okay. She is the boss. Um, and she got passed and over. And maybe she's installed cameras to watch everything yes. we do. Yes. Okay. So we've got a micromanaging boss with a family connection. So not only can you not tell them off, but like it's really hard to, you know, <laughs> talk about her behind her back too at home. You can't like go home and complain about your terrible boss. Right. Um, so now that we have that, it is time for character creation. Mm. Um, I have in front of you guys, uh, little character sheets. Um, and the first thing, uh, that we need to pick here is your age, guys. Are you teens or in your early twenties? Are you that one older employee that like sort of hangs out at the record shop? What do you guys think? I would love to be this like an apathetic early 20s. <laughs> nice. Nice. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go with 35. 35. I should have been manager of this store a long time ago, but things got in the way. <laughs> That's what you keep telling yourself. Yep. Um, uh, and how long have each of you been employed? I'm going to say nine months. Uh, I'm going to say three months. This was like my last uh, – this is – oh, at this current job. Yeah. I kept on interviewing for the manager position and I didn't get it. And so finally I entered in at an entry-level position at this job. Okay. Okay. So, so wait. I'm sorry. How, how long? Nine it? months. So nine months and – Three months. Three months. Okay. So not too established as employees at this store. Uh, next up, guys, I need to know how you dress. Well, I think if I'm going to go full Empire Records, it is a faux white dressy. <laughs> what I want is there also used to be these sweaters that existed in the 90s that they were like this big on mm-hmm. the rack and then they stretched and they were like, it was called popcorn knit. Yeah. And they looked like little like. I think that's still a Target. Yeah. It looked like it, you can't see, but like egg crate foam. Yeah. If mm-hmm. you stretch that over your whole body. So I have a baby tee, mm-hmm. and it's like red to blue ombre, <laughs> and because all of those shirts were ombre, um, and then some. What would you wear with it? Oh, you would. I would I'd probably have on like black low cut flares, mm. and um, a black velvet choker. I dig it. I dig it. Um, and pranks. What about your character? So one of my family stores is a JPC Penny, um, and so I get a lot of free. Uh, stores or free clothing from that. I think I exclusively, but they cut me off after mm-hmm. some time. So I exclusively wear like '90s era clothing. So I have like tie dye Peace Frog t shirts, like Big Dog brand clothing. Definitely Puka Shell necklace. That was something mm-hmm. I, I got like on a promotion. Okay, so. wait. If it's Big Dog clothing, I have to know what is the parody <laughs> tableau. Oh, the, Big Dog? Like, the parody. What? So this is unfortunate. This is all clearance items. So it's mm-hmm. like a bunch of obscure movies no one's ever seen. Oh, so I no love one it. actually picked up the Big Dog stuff. So it's like. You you know, uh, Warriors of Virtue, for example. Yes. Like that's oh like a my big god. Dog. That's one of the big dog parody mm-hmm. shirts that I have. I, I mean, that's that's going to be the one that you're wearing today. Yeah. <laughs> um, and now, perhaps the most important question uh, for this particular game: tunes. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is your character's favorite music genre or band? Um, and Hannah wanted to point out, like, this isn't to quiz you on 90s trivia. Yes. Um, this is, you can make up bands and mm-hmm. I and the chat will all pretend that they are real. Mm-hmm. Okay. But, yeah. Uh, I think, uh, 
I named my character. Do we name them or does that come later? Uh, we're, I'm going to, if you think the name would help now, I was going to let you guys, uh, create all these details before you named them. But okay. if you want to reveal the, the name, I now. picked like a very nineties name and I picked Cassandra. I feel like that mm-hmm. was a very like cool girl nineties name. And she listens to like exclusively Lilith fair artists. So, okay. yeah. So like Lisa Loeb. And like Ani DeFranco, maybe like some Sarah McLaughlin, but like all very like emotionally driven female singer songwriters. Is your character <laughs> is your character straight? <laughs> they don't sound they don't sound real straight right now. I mean, but I think in the nineties that was also like uh, everyone women just listen listen to, to I guess that's so true. I don't know yet. I don't know like as my as what my character is but definitely like Lilith Fair. Okay. I'm love yeah, Lil- Lilith Fair definitely. It's very, and it's like truly the most 90s. <laughs> this is this is very good. Yes. I'm I'm very happy about this already. Pranks, what about your character? What what are their tunes? So, my character lives in fear of being discovered as a person who doesn't know that much about music. Mm-hmm. Uh but he's really into Dave. Uh, and oh my god he's really into dave and he will not apologize uh he just really really do you a, have the fire dancer tattoo uh obviously <laughs> the little co- co- what are they the coca pellies yes yeah. yes yes i do um and so i think he's just going to try to work dave into conversation uh something that i will not be able to do not being a huge dave matthews <laughs> fan but i'm gonna make up dave matthews-esque songs and i think yeah. that'll probably work i have the, a friend that truly like follows dave has like been to 10 plus Dave Matthews. Well, concert. the reason I thought about this is because this is a Dave Matthews concert in Chicago today. Oh, and it like is. nearly screwed me over getting here. So <laughs> I, I was forced to think way more about Dave Matthews than I wanted to. That is extremely funny. Uh, no offense to anybody in the audience who listens to Dave Matthews. But... You're, yeah, you're all a bunch of ants marching. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'll bet if you look in that closet, there's some big dog tees. In <laughs> That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> um, so... Uh, with that, what what is your character's name, Pranks? Uh, I'm gonna go with Neil. Neil, Ooh. that is a total Dave Matthews band. Yeah, <laughs> fan name. Fun fact: that was my original name. I think I told you this probably when I was a child. My original uh, name was Neil, but I hated it, so my parents changed it. Oh, nice. All right. Um, before we finish with our characters, I do want to point out we are over four hundred and seventy dollars in right, donations to Trevor the Project Artists. <laughs> yeah, um, that shattered our goal. Absolutely shattered the the role for change. I think it's above that. If someone in the chat, it was it was like four seventy something the last time. Was more. I think I saw another number. Both are amazing. Yeah, all numbers are amazing. Like (laughs) seriously, I I know that there are a lot of trans listeners in my audience. Um, I I really really appreciate uh, the gaming community sort of like opening your arms and like helping out, especially the more vulnerable folks, uh, who are going through tough times now and really need, uh, organizations like the Trevor Project. 575! See, I knew it was more. Great job, everybody. Dang, dang, guys. Really, I, I'm, yeah. I'm so proud of everybody listening and watching right now. Let us find out uh, the last aspect of your characters that are critically important. And that's your goals. To sort of like explain what a goal in terms of this game would mean, in Empire Records, uh, that one employee wanted to sleep with Sexy Rexy. Right. That was her goal for the movie. Yes. 
Um, so the goal that you can have can be lofty, but should be something that you could accomplish in the course of a day. In the course of a day. Oh, I think my Cassandra wants to uh, write an expose. On something. Like, on something. On something. (laughs) Yeah, that genre speaks to her. So are you like, did you major in journalism? Yeah, yeah. Cool, cool. Okay. It would have been great if you just said, no, no, no. no. (laughs) I I do love the idea of this 22-year-old, like, jamming out on Annie DeFranco and being like, I want to expose something. Right. Like, there's just truths out there that people aren't talking about, and people need to talk about them. Well, it's kind of like an almost famous situation, yeah. right? Yeah. You're basically, you want to, maybe you want to write an expose on the big shot. Or yeah, something. yeah. So that's, that's my goal. Write an expose. On what? Unclear. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't, that, that, that's just details, yes. immaterial. Uh, cool. And pranks, what do you think your goal? So it has is? to happen in 24 hours, and we know that a big shot is coming in less than 24 hours. Yeah, and it can it can be lofty. Like mm-hmm. uh, somebody was like, uh, finally join a band or something like that. Like the the goal can be nebulous. It just has to be something like, oh yeah, you could probably do that in the thing that we watch right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would like to get the big shot to admit that I am a better manager than my sister would be. Wow. Okay. Strong game that you're throwing down here. Uh, we'll see. Uh, now that we have that, uh, it's time to establish your relationships with each other. Um, since we've only got two people here right now, this is going to be a fairly simple. <laughs> Who are you to each other? Uh, you guys have been working together now for three months at least. Uh, you, uh, Ali, like have this, you know, his sister and yes. you've been working with his sister for a while. Uh, so like, that might af- color your like interpretation of what Neil is. Yeah, and if uh, and if Neil's sister is like micromanaging and like a little pessimistic, then maybe she has like negatively colored my opinion of him. And especially if he's like another family hire, mm-hmm. I could be like, "Oh, this is this is nepotism." Oh, I mean, oh, it's definitely nepotism. It's a yes. record store. It's absolutely right, right. nepotism. <laughs> But I'm like, I, he didn't earn it. Yeah. So he's not like truly one of them, like one of us. Mm-hmm. So. All right. Um, and I just got uh, news that we are raising the roll for change goal to $1,500. Uh, I think, you know, we, we hit such an amazing number already. Um, and maybe we underestimated ourselves a little bit as an organization. So, uh, I would love to see us by the end of this stream, maybe even the middle of this stream. Let, let, let's go even farther, uh, to get $1,500 for the Trevor project. We're, we're still at 575 now. Uh, why aren't we at 600 yet? Let's ask ourselves. Um, so now that we have uh, that, uh, what, what about you? Um, so I envision uh, – and your name is Cassandra, right? Cassandra. Mm-hmm. I envision Cassandra as kind of being my savior and then I'm very disappointed that she's not because like I've tried a lot of jobs in my time and this was like my last – this was my last resort. Um, and so uh, I like thought that you would be able to help me pretend to be like – to know what I'm doing. And Uh like, you've been here for nine months. So you've got like six months of seniority. And my impression was that you would really want to, like, I know my sister's a pill. So I really thought you would be the person who would (laughs) help me team up and take down my sister on the inside. You clearly have no interest in doing that. So like, I'm like, I think 
our relationship is one where I'm just constantly trying to get you to like help me out with my evil little plans or whatever, and you're just kind of like, no, like no, what are you? You, you don't even go here. Got it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cool. All right. So now I have a very important question to clarify these relationships, mm-hmm. uh, and the answer can be different for each person. Mm-hmm. But uh, are you guys cool with each other? Yeah. You're cool with her. I'm not cool. With not cool with him. <laughs> That's what I thought. Uh, okay. So now that we have that, it is time to create the non-player characters. Uh, and in this game, uh, the, you can have other minor NPCs like customers and whatnot. But the two critical ones uh, that we are actually going to create characters for are the boss and the big shot. Uh, now we already know something about the boss and that the boss is Neil's sister. Uh, what do we think her name is? Oh, I'm trying to think of like another nineties girl name. Like Nora? Nora. Yes. Nora feels very (laughs) nineties. Nora. I'm going to look up like 17 magazines, like music section from the nineties. Oh, that clearly exists. Yeah. I I feel like Nora uh, feels good. Uh, can we get a defining physical characteristic for Nora? Oh, she has uh, she has platinum blonde hair. Okay, yeah. So is it like, oh, she might be really into pop music? Then is what mm-hmm. I'm guessing. Ooh, God, I hate her. <laughs> I mean, Dave Matthews. Dave is not pop. Like mm, it's a stone's throw away. Yeah. <laughs> But I think at the time it was like hippie music. It was. It was hippie music. Like, is it getting plays on the radio though? I can't remember. Yes, it, it is. It, it definitely did. was. Yeah, it was played like on the way to every single one of my band like field trips. It was. On, it, was it was like remember when like adult contemporary was like a true genre that people <laughs> <laughs> defined and listened to. I think Dave Matthews was like. Quite adult contemporary. I mean, honestly, uh, the fact that Neil sees Dave Matthews as above whatever Nora is listening to is yeah. that's <laughs> that's perfect um, based on everything that I know about record stores. Guys, these are just some headlines from a Seventeen magazine from 1998. This sort of boyfriend. Do you have one? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> cool clothes for bigger sizes. Quiz, do you talk too much? Horoscope Bonanza, your total 98 forecast. What's it like to be the fat girl? And the cover model was Natalie Portman on Friends, Fame, and playing Anne Frank. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even know what movie that is. Yeah, man, when did Natalie Portman play Anne Frank? Sometime around 1998. Find out when Natalie Portman played Anne Frank. Okay. Um, I am going to say that Nora is really into 98 degrees. Why? Because well, well, hold on. We, as a 90s pop band aficionado, what year is this taking place in? Uh, we cannot make that definition, Allie, because then I'm going to make so many mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I'm just saying, like, 98 degrees were, like, late 90s, early 2000s. Yeah. So, th- so going, she discovered like, them. Okay. She's into 98 degrees, like as they're breaking. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's it's like 97, 98, yeah. I think. Um Cuz I would say as a like again being a true 90s boy band super fan. This would have been like prime Backstreet Boys. Well, this that's, would have been like Backstreet Boys like at their That's why I want to give uh Nora 98 degrees okay. rather than Backstreet Boys um because 
98 Degrees is objectively worse than the Backstreet Boys. Yes. I don't care. Fight me, America. Uh, that's Oof. not a, that's not a, well, conf- that's not a conversational <laughs> at all. It's like in sync versus Backstreet Boys. That might be a fight. Yeah. Uh, 98 Degrees, they were trying to be the white boys to men. Like mm, 98 mm. Degrees is on, they were on Motown. Like if she's into 98 Degrees, she's maybe a more like interesting sexual woman than we, <laughs> <laughs> than we predicted. There we go. Than not being like truly poppy. Okay. Well, I mean, she's got that platinum blonde hair. She's like clearly making some yes. kind of a statement with that. And that um, statement is that 98 Degrees is the best band. In- okay. So uh, I have uh, their music. Um, is that, Do we have anything else about her history, uh, motives, or desires? I think she's like 25, so she feels like she's got her whole life figured out. She's 25. She's the manager of a record she's store. She's 25 and yeah. into 98 degrees. Yep. Okay, Nora. Okay, Nora. <laughs> 25 has her life figured out. Um, cool. I I think I know who Nora is. Yep. Now we have to ask ourselves, what about the big shot? Yeah, see – Insync, I think, is the only band that has an a dog a dog in the fight. A big against, dog in this fight. A big dog a, against the Backstreet Boys because yeah. it's like Backstreet is it. It's back. And then all right. There's Insync. Yeah. Well, like, you know, it's like that. We could do a whole stream just on that. And like, uh, if you want to be in on that, like, hit me up on Twitter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the epic debate: which boy band is better? <laughs> the only boy band I'm very opinionated on is O Town because I thought they were very funny on Clone High. Like, when Ashley Angel from O-Town was on Clone High, that was, like, a very formative moment for me. But, like, O-Town is, like, the most craven. Weren't they from the Making the Band TV show? They they were. They were Making the Band TV show, and they were, like, uh, his name was Ron Perlman, and he was, like, the architect behind a lot of Ron Perlman? Not Ron. Lou Perlman. (laughs) Lou Perlman. Okay. Lou Perlman. I wish Ron Perlman. (laughs) I would watch the hell out of that show. Uh, Lou Perlman was, like, the architect behind all these 90s boy bands, and O-Town was, like... He had lost. Yes, they said uh, "Liquid Dreams." Liquid Dreams was oh. there about wet dreams. That mm-hmm. song is about wet dreams. But uh, he had lost Backstreet Boys because he would just screw all these groups over. So yeah. he was and trying then, to make just like a serial filed off, like generic Backstreet. Well, Boys. he had he had lost the Backstreet Boys, and Sync had just left, so he had nothing. And he was like, "I'm gonna make one more." And like, if I truly put them together, like through a TV show, they will never leave me. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. And, and I'll be able just, to abuse them and, how yeah, I wish. He just took he just took everyone's money. Like he just took everyone's money. Uh, that's why the No Strings Attached album is called No Strings Attached because they broke their, Oh, that makes so much sense. They broke their contract with Lou Proman and were able to make uh get on a different label and like actually earn Y'all, like, I am learning so I'm much. I'm telling you, this could be another <laughs> Another podcast, I'm, Boy Band Hour. With I'm Alex glad Google. that we hooked Nora into <laughs> boy bands so this that we I get guess. to explore this, is a very fertile this mythology. Uh, but we – guys, we got to talk about the big shot. Yeah. The big shot. Um, so the big shot is the sexy Rexy role. This is the role of the person who is like – some sort of celebrity. Uh, they can be hot right now. Uh-huh. They can be a has-been that will still bring in fans. It's going to bring people to the store. You're going to sell CDs with them. Yes. Uh, or p- paraphernalia. I won't, like, nail it to yeah. CDs. What are you guys thinking for the big shot? I'm thinking maybe someone like 
seal inspired. <laughs> Can we just like have seal? seal? <laughs> Could be seal. Could be I don't, seal. Like I didn't know if it had to be like the exact person, but like, I think my, it gets to be it's, seal. It's seal. Hey, oh, I'm so happy right now. I like unironically love seal. Yeah. I mean, I unironically love like, who would Kiss be like, one of Seal's songs. We got a huge, a huge get for this record store. Oh in, my god! And Seal's such a cool guy that he would probably 90s, just be like, you know, yeah. whatever. How much heat does Seal have in the late night? I mean, like, I, dude, I he was in he was Space the, Jam. He, he was, was the flagship the track of Space, Space Jam, Jam, Batman Forever. Soundtrack. Yeah, like, yeah, he was. Uh, Seal was like again to do like adult contemporary. Like all of our moms were wet for Seal. <laughs> like that Seal was not like it. Like it was moms. Like, <laughs> and guys, please keep those uh, donations coming. Uh, hashtag roll for change. Hashtag wet for Seal. <laughs> Um, hashtag our moms are wet for seal. Hashtag your mom is wet for seal. Um, <laughs> so okay, uh, we have uh, the big boss. I just need or, to or we, we have the discography yeah. just because. <laughs> yeah, we we have seal. Uh, literally because we chose seal, I need no other details. Yes, um, he is a physically distinctive person. Yeah. God, I love him just in general. Um, and he names like all of his albums just seal. Yeah. <laughs> Seal two. <laughs> um, okay, so yeah, we don't have to ask any of those questions about uh, the boss because we, the just know we just know Seal. We just know Seal. Know who Seal is Seal's like a familiar friend to us. <laughs> we have three acts in this game. Uh, that is the opening, the big event, and closing. Uh, in each of those events, uh, you guys are going to receive a task for the store. Um, and you have the option of pursuing that task or pursuing your goal. Um, if you guys manage to, uh, pursue the task and succeed, uh, the store by the end of the game might not close, uh, close down permanently. If you should, uh, pursue your goal, Hey, you might get your goal. Um, but the store is definitely closing. Yeah, uh, the store, uh, no, if you manage to like succeed at your task, uh, you know, you can keep the store open, but like the store, like you roll for it. And if you're not Mm. working to fix it, it's probably just going to get much worse. So with that, uh, we are going to start off the game with an opening montage. Uh, this sort of establishes like the atmosphere of Revolution Records. Uh, so it lets us see what we're in for. And I think Revolution Records is a single story building. Um, I'm going to say this one is like, it's like in one of the few strip molly type areas that actually exists in Chicago. Okay. And it has a purple, like painted purple, uh, facade um with the classic like teal 90s shapes yeah. around it yes. uh and it's got revolution records in the most 90s ass font imaginable like you'd think this was a pool store if yeah you didn't yeah. know any better yeah and uh the sign itself has been faded by yeah okay okay <laughs> all right mr cynic i know your game and i'm not playing it 
There'll be no cynicism in this record store. No, 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 sir. Uh, the sign has been sun faded. Uh, this place has been around, even though you guys haven't like run it that long. This place has been around for decades. Mm. Um, and it is most certainly past its heyday. This sign was probably put in in 1991. And because it's uh, signage attached to a record store, it fades 10 times faster mm. than normal signs. Yes. Um, that is a property of record stores. Yeah. The, the facade of the building, like, there's, like, uh, some really cheap-looking brick um, and big, wide windows with, like, the trashiest – oh, yeah, of course there's a Cinnabon next door. Um, the trashiest, like, 90s paraphernalia. There, there's a big uh, – oh, God. There's a big uh, David Bowie. Uh, yes. Cardboard, a big yeah. cardboard cutout from Labyrinth, David yes. Bowie, yes. right where he's holding the like yeah. where, where he's hold, where he's holding the uh, contact juggling sphere, mm-hmm. um, and that is of course sun faded as well. Uh, there are a lot of advertisements posted in the window for like sales on different CDs and mm-hmm. albums and stuff, and there are uh, South Park stuffed figures oh, God. in the window. Yeah, yes. uh, there's like Beanie Babies. Yeah, yeah. Um, so with that, we're going to cut inside and I have to ask you guys, what song is playing during the opening credits for this movie? Oh, I think it's like, uh, like a Sheryl Crow-esque jam, mm-hmm. like some sort of Sheryl Crow type song. I'm trying to think of like a jam and Sheryl Crow that you would the, like um, start a movie with. Where she's talking about, uh, at the car wash. All I wanna do is have some fun. Is have some fun. Oh, yeah, there we uh, go. Something Santa Monica Boulevard. Yeah, I think that's what it is. Until the sun comes up over Santa Monica Boulevard. And, and it's just I, juxtaposed with this like absolutely terrible existence yeah. that we lead. Like we're driving and like you know yeah. they're playing that like awesome boppy stuff and we're like driving this awful station wagon. Yeah, because we have to carpool. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. yeah, and I love that this this is obviously shot in L.A. but it's supposed to be Chicago. <laughs> right, like yeah. the movie yes. like told you Chicago, nineteen. 19- 97 or present day no it said present, present day. day yeah god um yeah what what does the car look like that y'all are you carpooling rolling up in together yeah we have a station wagon and i think it's like is it yours or mine because in my mind it's like my wood paneled i'm down with wagon. that uh, like we can take yours on monday wednesday and fridays tuesdays and thursdays we have to share with my sister because it's a family car and yes. that's a very unpleasant drive <laughs> but this is a monday so yeah, yeah. And I definitely know that Neil is not capable of owning a vehicle alone. So no, my insurance is not. It's too expensive. Yes, I will yeah. say there. In my mind, there's a clerk's poster behind the register. Yes, yes. absolutely. Yes. Yeah, there's a clerk's poster behind the register. There's like a cl- a clerk's poster. A dude wears my car poster. Dude wears my car. Oh, is that two thousands? Oh. Guys, yeah, I'm there's gonna a. Be, I'm gonna be honest with these '90s. <laughs> there's a look forward to do with my car poster <laughs> in four years. In four years, <laughs> it's gonna it's gonna be very hot. It's, yeah, um, people are really gonna be into it. Uh, so y'all roll in. Um, like we we see a shot of I think it is gonna be Neil. You're opening today. You're mm-hmm. tasked with opening. So it's your keys that go into the lock. What do your keys look like? Oh gosh! I mean, my t- my key my keys are definitely they have like a little they have a a peace sign and like a yin yang symbol mm-hmm. and then like just like a long dongle that's tie dye that says DMB on it. Excellent. So y'all uh, go in set up. What what does setting up the record store look like? Do you have to put anything out? Um, or is it just like pretty much you lock the door and unlock the door? We were at sixteen hundred dollars. What? 
We are at sixteen hundred U.S. American dollars. God, this record store is already saved. Look yeah. at how much money we, we can saved, make. We, we saved, saved the record, record store. store. We saved the youth center. <laughs> James, are we allowed to go home? You guys did it. <laughs> uh, no, because this still needs to be a podcast. Okay. Uh, but yeah, like you're like I'm sure setting you up to, the register. You have to get the change as having worked a lot of retail. You have to get the change, the money bags and stuff from the safe. You have to like uh, get all the registers ready. There's probably two registers, mm-hmm. like one on each side. You have to turn on like if there's any. Uh, we have to turn on the music in the store. Right. And we probably, and this is also coming from my boyfriend's record store experience. We, sh- you switch off. So like in an eight hour shift, you get to play like four hours because it's the two of us working. So it's like four get, hours of Cheryl Crow, four hours of Dave. Yes. We get to switch back and forth, like maybe every hour, every two hours, like mm. what we are playing in the store. I think that's a framing device for this movie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> each act of, uh, this game is supposed to have, uh, like, each person like gets to do their own thing, yes. uh, but this movie has three acts. So I think each employee that we've mm-hmm. established is going to get their music on yes. one act Absolutely. of the thing. Yeah. Uh, so oh, and I have a real terrible one for mine. I, so. Yeah, I want I want us to roll on the one to two. It's mm-hmm. Allie's music first. Uh, four and uh, five. Or I'm sorry. Yeah, three and four are going to be pranks, and the five and six are going to be Nora. Six. Damn it, Nora. So. 98 degrees. Yeah, we. Yeah, I was going to, I have some other, like, she would also probably listen to, like, Aqua. Yes. Oh, my God. That's so right. That's so true. The Barbie girl. The Barbie girl people. The, like, cartoon. Yes, please. So what, uh, this, we, we have, uh, Nora rolling up in a BMW sedan. A green BMW sedan. This is, like, the family, like, company car. Mm -hmm. She rolls in. Uh, she drives a stick shift. Does she listen to the Spice she's Girls? She's 25. As someone, I was like the prime age for the Spice Girls, and the target audience was like 6 to 15. Hmm, so like women were not listening to the Spice Girls. Like into 98 Degrees, not the Spice Girls, and like not like tasteful enough to listen to like Destiny's Child or anything like that either. So – Nora's in a real interesting place yeah. in her life. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna figure her out. Um, Jessica Simpson didn't marry Nick Lachey until much later, so she is not the Yoko Ono. <laughs> I would say that, guys. I have to start a boy band podcast. You really do. <laughs> you really, this really is do. What I am going to do? <laughs> I was gonna ask about Nick Lachey, and I was like, shit. I don't know which of those boy bands he, was he said. Degrees. It was him and his brother Drew. And two more. Why is <laughs> Allie? Why is it called ninety eight degrees? Do you know? That's the bo- it's the temperature of the body. Literally, so that's like all. Bo- it's like body heat, and it's it's so. definitely your temper temperature of your body when you're listening to ninety eight degrees because it does not <laughs> it change at all. Yeah, it does not change at all. Right. So I think what happens, we have the shot of Nora like getting out of the car. Um, she has a Marilyn Monroe t shirt, uh, sleeves cut off, mm-hmm. and like. A very billowy, like I guess I don't know if it's a t-shirt, it's a top. Yeah, um, but it's <laughs> not so much a t-shirt as it is a top. It's a top. It's a top. It's one of those big line art Marilyn Monroe's. Mm. Um, she has, she's got jeans on. I can't remember. Like this is pre skinny jeans they era. All, if I'm right, all jeans were low rise. All jeans were low rise. Low rise. They're distressed. Yes. And yeah. They either had flares or like. 
carpenter jeans. Oh, mine are definitely the kind that you can rip off and make them become shorts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, she's wearing some pumps, uh, even though like she's on her feet all day, but like she make manages to figure out a way to like sit down at the right time. Uh, she's got painted nails, um, bright pink, uh, on her toes, bright pink on her fingers, uh, well-maintained. Uh, and she has some like aviator sunglasses on her plat- platinum blonde hair. She looks pretty good for the nineties. <laughs> yeah, she's um, doing just right. <laughs> uh, she walks in, uh, she says, Hi everyone. Um and moves over to the player. Cheryl Crow stops. Uh, and we have like at the bottom uh Nora track 1. Um and we start <laughs> off with I cherish you. Um <laughs> and like we I I want just a shot of everyone's face, especially you know what, especially Neil's face. Yeah, uh, like as this music starts. So Neil is currently like going back into the loose change, like in the safe, and so he's like he's doing what he does every single day, which is grab, a, steal a little bit of the money so that he can go to Cinnabon <laughs> and then like buy like the cheapest drink they possibly have, and then come back, and that's how he like tends to while away the hours. Is like. You okay, know, like 45 so my, minutes going to hit Cinnabon. My question then, if he steals money every day to buy a Cinnabon, mm-hmm. uh, how does he balance at the end of the day? Does he like force balance or does he short people money? Oh, he definitely shorts people. Okay. Yeah. I just got to short enough people to make up from a Cinnabon. It's a little <laughs> treat for me. So yeah, we, we see that happen with your ass right away. Your thieving ass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, like – she puts on the music and you like finish up with a register and you like sort of angrily like close it. Um, and one of those shots of you like tossing up the money. Right. And then hands. through the like, through one of the few windows in this place, I can see like through the filthy, greasy glass, the Cinnabon and I look at it mm-hmm. and then like, you know, my basest instincts come out. Nice. Um, is this Starbucks era? Like this is when Starbucks like was starting. First up, starting out. Right. First starting out. Was, so like a caribou would be a coffee that or a coffee shop. Because I remember I think we had, at this point it maybe would be like, yeah, caribou's around and like still like independent coffee places. Okay. Like, to be like independent coffee places. But this is a strip mall, so I think the nearest coffee place other than the Cinnabon is the coffee shop that's inside the borders. Yes. Yes. Okay, so accurate. she's got a borders book coffee cup mm-hmm. yeah. on it. Uh that's also uh some product placement for the movie. <laughs> Um, Borders Books bought into like, yeah, we want the indie record crowd to have yep. a strong brand association with Borders. Um, <laughs> Glad it worked out for him. So like with that, the montage sh- – uh, actually, no, we got to have uh, – as, as we're moving through this 98 degrees sound track, track mm-hmm. I, I want a montage of the customers that typically come through the store. Like what do they look like? Um, is it an eclectic group of people? Yeah. Single I, genre focus. I think there's one dude who always comes in and he's always dressed like a character from Dr. Seuss and he's waiting for someone to talk to him about it. Cause he's like one of those people who like, he has like one of those goofy, um, cat in the hat hats that you yes. could get at the state yeah. fair. And then he decided to run with that bit for the rest of his life. So like he rotates between like one day he's casual cosplay, like the cat in the hat. And another day he's like Horton. And then like, but no one knows. No one yeah. can tell. I think there's, uh, goths is very accurate. There's mm-hmm. a bunch of goths. Um, there are, uh, a few, like, old dudes where you're like, is this their only interaction with people Mm -hmm. ever? Because they just, like, bring in weird stuff to sell, and then now we have all these, like, weird old records of, like, 
weird opera, weird jazz from these like crazy old dudes. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we the like I think the young girl contingent is in the like um, in my mind the like Courtney Love ripped baby doll mm. dress and like um, knee high socks and Doc Martens and like a ripped baby doll dress. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. So now that we have that, yeah, oh yeah, we got some Jinko customers. <laughs> we got them. Yeah. Um, and then the 90s, people just like wore those Dr. Seuss hats. Yeah. Like, that would just be like. That was like a normal. People wore those to school. I remember yeah, in middle school, like, people I'm would wear those. Out, I'm popping on <laughs> my Dr. Seuss hat. What a time to be alive. Um, so with that, like, we got some of the customers coming in. And while people are uh, basically browsing, because this is kind of a really laid back establishment, mm-hmm. uh, we have Nora with a clipboard uh, standing in front of you guys. All right, guys, uh, really important day today. Uh, I need um, for you, maybe. Uh, it's an important day for the store, Neil. Uh, this is huge. Seal is going to be here. What? The seal. Seal? Like like from Seal 2? Oh, my God. Why are you guys surprised? Seal from Space Jam Seal? Yes. Like Seal, seal. from Batman Forever Seal? Yes, kissed from a rose on oh, Are You Paying Attention to my- the Things? God. Do, did you get my email? What? Email? Yeah. On the AOL account that we share. Did you get my email? Why would I check the AOL account that we both share? You're going to check it. I okay. got it in my hotmail. Why would you use an AOL account to send an email to that same AOL account? That makes okay. no sense, Nora. Guys. This is what guys, I'm talking guys, about. Guys, I cannot have us fighting today. I cannot have us fighting today. Not in front of Seal. No, not in front of Seal and not at all. Um, she like sort of lowers her voice. Sales have not been good. Okay. And I kind of well, think. Well, whose fault is that? I kind of think it's all of our faults, Neil. I kind of think it's all of our faults because it's, it's fault. unprofessional to have people fighting with each other at volume, not about music no. in a record store. Yeah. We can fight about music if you want. I mean, we fight about music all the time. We fight about music all the time. It's. Okay to fight about music. Okay, I cannot – I understand with this group I cannot take fighting off the table and I will no, not. No, fighting is on the table. Fighting's on the table, but Seal is going to be here. There's going to be a lot of potential to bring in new customers. We want them coming through those doors and feeling like this is a community. When uh, when this 12-year-old girl walks into this door, she hears 98 degrees in the store. What do you think she feels? Sad. No, she hears 98 degrees, so she feels like, oh, this is a store that gets me and my interests. I'm going to continue to bring my patronage to this store. In the hopes that they might play Dave eventually. Sure, sure. I just want to – I just have – can I put up my Lilith 99 poster? You can put up the Lilith 99, but – okay. Neil, I need you to – in the back, we received from Seal's publicist – all of the, you know, like promotional items for Seal. So there's probably a Space Jam poster. Yes, there are Space Jam posters. There is so- a couple signed albums uh, from Neil. He's really uh, try or from Seal. Uh, he's really trying to make uh, this new album that he's putting out. Seal three. Seal three. Seal three. I heard it was going to be called Seal two and a half, but he mm. thought it wasn't different enough. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, it's actually called Wait, Seal 3.0 because know, there's an AOL song on, this, on it. 
I know he's on the Space Jam soundtrack. Does he have any like collaborations with like R. Kelly on like his new like album? Because like I just think that like R. Kelly is like an upstanding member of our community and society, and like I can't imagine. Anything. Yeah, nothing bad's ever gonna happen. Nothing with R. bad Kelly. is ever gonna happen to R. Kelly, his reputation, or his musical like output. Guys, we are past the days when our parents' uh, musicians would like embarrass themselves with big public scandals. All of these people seal. R. Kelly. Spotless. These, these are people that that 12-year-old girl is going to be able to look up to for the rest of her life. For the life. rest of her life. And that's the sort of society that we're cultivating now by bringing in Seal. I can't fight. I can't so fight So, like, what do, what do I have to do? Because um, I was going to go um, – I was going to go, like, meet with some um, sources. What do you mean by sources? I was just going to, like, talk to some people about, like, stuff that's going on. Like in not on the surface, but like on the underground. No, 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 no talking about things that are going on in other places. What I need from you is to make sure that we have moved all of the old product off of the shelves. There are a lot of things that have got jumbled up and Seal has very specific requests about bands that he will not have on shelves when he is in the store. Okay, so, like, we can't even just, like, respect the classics and, like, respect albums that, like, paved the way? No. No. Seal has uh, said no Carly Simon is to be on the shelves around him. I know. What? He probably felt like he was really derivative of her and, you know, he's worried that they might get them confused. Okay, yeah. He's derivative in, like, an alternative universe? Okay? Okay, guys. I'm not interested in fighting about this. I'm interested in making Seal as happy as possible. Okay, I'll get the Bugs Bunny bobbleheads. And then I dash off to the back of the... uh... You have your assignments! (laughs) I am going to uh, finish manning the register. Uh, So you guys, um, great break for today. I'm really pumped. Seal! I'm already in the bag. Mm -hmm. Okay, uh, so now that y'all have your assignments... uh, it is time for you to decide um, individually, and each of you is going to get focus in this. Mm-hmm. Uh, are you going to double down um, and, like, really focus super hard on what you're doing? Mm-hmm. Are you going to uh, – and that, that will, like, aid the store. Mm-hmm. You could take a moment, which is having a personal scene with another character – uh, to strengthen your relationship or change your relationship. Uh, and that can be with an NPC as well, like mm-hmm. the boss. Um, or are you going to shoot for your goal? That is ignoring the assignments that you received in order to pursue your personal goal. Now, if you fail at your goal role, uh, each failure will give you a new die the next time you attempt it. Okay. So it's good for you to like pursue your goal as time goes on, and it's also good for you to try and help the store as time goes on. Um, I would like to pursue my goal and go meet with my sources. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so I think – let's see. What do I want? So because we are on uh, Nora's soundtrack here. Yes. There is a 98 degrees song, uh, that starts playing to like, uh, play us into your scene. And I think because you're meeting with your sources, um, 
I'm going to say it's If She Only Knew starts playing up. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, th- that is like still Nora's soundtrack, 98 Degrees, If She Only Knew. Yeah. Um, appears in the bottom uh, third of the screen. And where, where <laughs> do you go to meet a source? Okay. It's a parking lot, right? It's got to be the parking well, lot. Well, because um, one of the employees at the Borders told me that um, he knew <coughs> about drugs in the community yes. because it is the 90s, because it's Chicago. I'm going to assume that it's like uh, like a there's like a heroin epidemic happening. So I heard something about there were drugs coming into the community and an employee at Borders. So I'm going to go by the, the dumpsters at Borders. Okay. Um, so you go uh, by the dumpsters at Borders and uh, – we see well, – how are you dressed to meet a source? Oh, I still have my same outfit on from the beginning of the okay. day. Okay. Cool. Cool. Yep. Same outfit from the beginning of the day. Uh, you roll up on a dude in like a ratty looking hoodie. Um, he's got a beanie, right? Yeah. Of course he's got a knit beanie. What season do we think it is? Is this summer? Well, it's LA, remember? Oh, yeah, it is. It's uh, it's summer summer. in Chicago. Yeah. Yeah. Perpetual summer. That's right. That's right. It's Chicago filmed in LA. So this is definitely the summer. Um, yeah, he's in a, he's in a ratty hoodie, uh, and he's wearing Birkenstocks. Um, (laughs) so he's like a smoking in the back of the borders. Um, he's got a borders books, like employee shirt on over the hoodie. Mm -hmm. Yes. So yeah, he, he's he's in this alley, uh, this very clean alley, because this is like kind of a corporate area of yep. town. Um, so I was just hoping you could like give me information. Yeah, I got information. I got all sorts of information. Uh, what kind of information in specificity were you looking for? Well, I thought like it would be like um, informative to like people in the area if we knew just like the dangers oh so you want hard information like i just want to be able to tell to learn about the dangers and then tell people about the dangers right okay so you're looking for more party information type to get you rolling what this is a this is about drugs, right? Yes, it's about drugs. It's all about drugs. Okay, it's say about, very loudly. Keep, it's please. about what's happening in the community. Shh, shh, whoa, and I please, think it's please. Time hey, people man, knew chill, what was chill. In the hey, community. and he like actually like covers your mouth with his gross hand, <laughs> gross hitching hand. <laughs> look, I can tell you what. Look, I can give you what you need. You just need to please keep your voice down. Okay, is it coming? Like. Like, is it coming in through Columbia? Is it, like, like cartels? Like, what? Or is it I just, I mean, it's like, coming in through Dave. Who's Dave? My friend Dave. Is he Colombian or, like, from no, Nicaragua? I don't think so. Is he? He tans really easily. Is he, like, Noriega? Is he the Teflon? Like, instead of the Teflon Noriega. Don, I think really- that dude's in Mortal Kombat. No. Wait, is it, like, is it, like, Teflon Dave? Like the Teflon Don, but it's Dave because nothing sticks to him because he's Teflon. It's the Teflon Dave. No, Dave is way sticky. Okay, like <laughs> it's cool. Listen, I just need to know because I want to just like tell the truth about okay, what's look, happening. You seem like you are in a rough 
place right now, just like emotionally for having this conversation. So I think I can help you out. Uh, and he like pulls out of his pocket. Uh, it is a little plastic baggie with a pill in it with a little smiley face that has stars for eyes. So do you want me to like write about this or like quote you or? Hey, look, you said that you wanted to find, find out like good information. This is some of the best information that I have. Okay. But like, also I'm just like trying to just like write a story. I mean, a lot of artists, uh, would, would, uh, would do stuff like this to like get inspiration. Like Ginsburg. Oh, okay. So you're saying like maybe it could be like a piece where like I do the drugs and then I like follow the trail of the drugs as they go through me like and through the world and I could like get it in like, I don't know, like Jane magazine or like Sassy or something. Hey, I'm not a journalist. I'm a humble Borders Books employee who sells drugs on the side. So I can't tell you where your artistic vision is going to take you. I can merely give you the key to the car of art. Yeah. Yeah. He like puts the baggie in your hand. He folds your fingers over and he nods at you. I nod back. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Um, so that was a going for your goal scene. Uh, you're going to take dice. I How believe, many? I believe you're taking one die right now. Okay. Yeah, you roll one die. If you double down, roll an additional yeah. die. And she um, doubled down, right? So No, oh, no she, she did she not double down. Goal. She yeah. shot for her goal. If you shot for your goal, uh, roll an additional die for each goal progress mark. You don't have any goal progress yet. Um, so you're just rolling uh, one die right now. I am rolling one die. I am the man. Um, Ooh, oof. And okay. I roll one Sounds die for each trouble at three. Right now, we only have one trouble at three, and that is the boss. Oh, no, oh, I no. got a one. Okay. If your die is lower, you can ask a friend for help as long as your relationship with them is cool. Oh, no. Uh, we're not cool. You're not cool, though. You burned that bridge. Cool. Uh, so if you still don't have a winning die, you fail the task uh, and you flip over a oh, new no. trouble. Which I assume is related to what just happened, right? Because you took the drug? Yeah. I, I mean, it. it could be. It could be. But let's... Uh, let her draw Diamonds. diamond money trouble. Oh no! Oh no! Uh, so now we have money at three and the boss at three. Um, so the question Wait, not at one. Uh, no, both of these are at three. Oh uh, no! The then we have uh, community at one and um, the other category at one. Okay. Um, so yeah, those are just in the background. Not really that big a deal. Mm. Uh, but morale. Now, yeah, money and morale are pressing concerns. Um, and how are they pressing concerns? We have a 90s ass spreadsheet open on, Ooh, yes. on the computer behind the desk. Uh, and we have, uh, Nora looking through the drawer. Shit. This isn't adding up. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Um, Uh-oh. Uh-oh, Neil. <laughs> uh, she, like, looks through. Oh, my God, we're short. Oh, my God, we're over $1,000 short. 
Gotta have my Cinnabons. In the 90s, that's like $20,000. <laughs> Mom and dad are going to kill me. God. Um, she is freaking out. Well, heroes, that's it for One Shot this week. But don't worry. We'll be back next week with more Damn the Man, Save the Music. In the meantime, if you're looking for more great actual play, check out Neo Scum. The Neo Scum is a future fantasy comedy podcast where five Chicago improvisers antagonize their way through the role-playing classic Shadowrun. It follows a group of misfits and outsiders, a chromehead decker, a teenage candy junkie klepto, a kid show wizard with a petulant thirst for adventure, and the nastiest trucker this side of the Robo Mason Dixon. Join the irascible Neo Scum crew as they dole out street justice to every deeb they encounter, whether they deserve it or not. Remember, coming up this week on the One Shot Podcast Twitch stream, we have a new episode of Warda at 7.30 p.m. And on Wednesday at 8 p.m. Central Time, our board game stream will be playing The King of Tokyo. You can find all this and more at twitch.tv slash oneshotrpg. And if you're looking for videos of past streams, head over to our YouTube page. As we're ending the show, I want to give another huge thank you to all of our backers on Patreon. And remember, if we can get to 7500 a month by our fourth anniversary in August, we'll make the third installment of our Inspector Jackie Feng Shui series our anniversary series for one shot. It's already been recorded, and it's waiting to be unlocked. We're taking another week to push for 1100 backers. If we can hit that number by this Friday, the newest piece of the Secret Archive, our game of Honey Heist, will be unlocked for even our $2 backers. Normally, only $5 listeners get pieces of the Secret Archive, but every now and then we try to spread the wealth. As always, we end our episode with a call to action. And once again, I'm talking about healthcare. The Senate Republicans revealed their new healthcare bill, and guess what? It's not good for millions of Americans! If it gets signed into law, it means millions of people are going to lose access to their health care. They'll be facing a choice between poverty and death. This bill does not work for me. It doesn't work for my family. And I'm willing to bet it doesn't work for a lot of you either. Thankfully, there's something we can do about it. That's contacting our representatives and letting them know that we oppose it. If you're like me and you're intimidated by the idea of calling strangers to voice your political beliefs, don't worry. There's a service that can help you, and that is FiveCalls.org. FiveCalls has issue summaries on important issues like healthcare, along with the contact information for your representatives, and scripts to read while you're on the phone to make sure you get your point across. Calling is easy. It only takes a couple minutes. And if enough of us band together to do it, we can make a difference. OneShot is a proud partner in the Chicago Podcast Co-op. If you're an advertiser looking to reach an engaged Chicago audience, be sure to contact the co-op about advertising opportunities. And if you're a listener who wants to find a new show, check out What Else. What Else is an interview show spanning various topics and fields of endeavor. It's like the Charlie Rose Show, but with less Charlie. As always, a big thanks to our supporters on Patreon. If you want to help us in a non-monetary way, the best thing you can do is tell a friend about the show. You can also leave us a rating or review on iTunes. Every five-star review we get helps new people find the show. If you want to hear more from the show, be sure to follow us on Twitter at OneShotRPG. Look us up on Facebook at Facebook.com slash OneShotPod. Check out our Tumblr at OneShotPodcast.tumblr.com. Check out our Google Plus community, 
or look for news on the site at oneshotpodcast.com. If you're looking to inquire about advertising rates, live appearances, and commissioning episodes, or you have a question or comment about something you heard on the show, contact us at gamemaster at oneshotpodcast.com. One Shot is a joint production between Peaches and Hot Sauce and Paracosm Press. Peaches and Hot Sauce is a Chicago-based comedy network with tons of great podcasts, videos, and live shows for you to check out at peachesandhotsauce.com. Finally, that music, which is right now swelling up over my voice, is Be Your Own Pet with Adventure, courtesy of Infinity Cat Records. See you next time, heroes!